Welcome back to Generals and Napoleon, episode 47, General Foix, one of Napoleon's best and brightest. This episode is sponsored by NapoleonicImpressions.com, a site for unique gifts and souvenirs inspired by the Napoleonic Wars. One other reminder, please follow us on Spotify and YouTube at the Generals and Napoleon podcast. Now, on with the show. Why would 100,000 people attend the funeral of a general who fought his last battle for France 10 years earlier? He was a bright man and a courageous one, receiving 15 wounds over his storied career in the army. In fact, so many French citizens attended the funeral that it worried the ruling Bourbon royals, who were always on the lookout for rebellions. Maximilien Sebastien Foix was born in February 1775 in the Somme region of France. His father was a former French soldier who passed away when Foix was just four years old. He was raised by his mother, who was originally from England. He began his military career at the age of 15 when he enrolled in the French Artillery School in 1790. Two years later, he received his officer's commission as lieutenant in the 3rd Foot Artillery of the French Army. He saw his first action at the Battle of Jemont and was promoted to captain a year later but was thrown in prison for making unpatriotic remarks. Throughout his career, Foix maintained strong Republican beliefs, and it wouldn't be the last time these beliefs would land him in hot water. Again, this was a dangerous time to be an officer in the French army. One wrong move could send a man to the guillotine. But he was later released as the reign of terror finally came to an end with the downfall of Robespierre. Foix was reinstated as a captain and saw action in the Army of the Rhine and Moselle. In 1797, he was wounded in a skirmish during the crossing of the Rhine. He was a natural leader of men and always commanded in the front lines, which resulted in many wounds. He was promoted again, this time to major. In 1798 and 99, Foix served in Switzerland under future Marshal Oudinot. At the exceptional victory in the Battle of Zurich over the Russians, he commanded the artillery for a division under future Marshal Massena. Foix fought again at Engen, Meskirch, and Biberach. During this time, Napoleon had made himself First Council of France in a coup d'etat. In 1802, Foix voted against Napoleon making himself First Council for life and this action was noted by the future emperor. However, Napoleon continued to employ Foix because of his immense talent and skill. In 1803, he was in the camps of Boulogne, maintaining the mobile batteries that defended the coastline of France. The British Navy would occasionally launch raids against the dense masses of Napoleon's troops, and these raids had to be repelled by the French coastal batteries. The following year, 
Foix voted against the establishment of Napoleon's empire. But yet again, the emperor continued to place him in important positions. First, he was made chief of artillery under Second Corps with future Marshal Marmont. Then, in 1807, Foix was dispatched to Turkey to serve there under French ambassador General Sebastiani. While in Turkey, Foix organized the defense of the Dardanelles Strait to repel the British and Russians. During the brief two-year Anglo-Turkish War, the Ottomans, with French assistance, erected powerful batteries and strengthened their fortifications. British warships were pounded by cannon fire, suffering the loss of two ships. In 1808, Foix was reassigned to serve in Portugal under General Junot. He was present during the Battle of the Marrow in August 1808 against the British Army under the future Duke of Wellington. The battle was a loss for the French, and Foix was wounded again. The French Army of Portugal surrendered to the British in the infamous Convention of Sintra, where the British Navy returned the French troops and all of their equipment and loot to France. A few months later, Foix was promoted to Brigadier General. In January 1809, he joined Marshal Soult's corps and served in the Battle of Karuna. Although the British repelled the French attack at the battle, they were forced to evacuate back to England. It must have been a good feeling of accomplishment for Foix, who was part of the surrender to the British five months earlier. He continued to serve under Soult during the reconquest of Portugal. As the French army approached the city of Oporto, General Foix wished to take the city without a fight. He petitioned the Archbishop of Oporto to open the city gates to the French but instead he was captured by the Portuguese militia. The Portuguese troops almost immediately killed him, thinking he was the dreaded, one-armed General Loison. For the most part, French commanders were not overly cruel people. However, General Loison was one of the worst in the Peninsula War, leaving trails of burned towns and countryside destruction wherever his division went. Loison's hand had to be amputated after a hunting accident in 1806, and the Portuguese called him Maneta, or One Hand. Getting back to our story, while being held as a captive by the Portuguese, Foix astutely held up both his hands to show that he was not Loison. The Portuguese still stripped him of his clothes and threw him in a dungeon, but he was freed by French troops when they took the city. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A few months later, during the British surprise attack on Oporto, Foix spotted the river crossing of enemy troops under the future Duke of Wellington. He alerted Marshal Soult, but it was too late, and the French were routed, with Foix being wounded yet again. In 1810, Napoleon had grown weary of the setbacks in Portugal and dispatched arguably his best general to settle the business in Marshal Massena. Massena pleaded with the emperor to avoid this deployment, citing age and exhaustion, but Napoleon insisted. When Massena arrived to take command of the army of Portugal, his best years were clearly behind him. Foix remarked, quote, This is not the old Massena. The man with the flashing eyes, the expressive face, the alert figure. He is only 52, but he looks as if he were 60. End quote. Indeed, when Massena first met with his corps commanders, he delivered one of the least inspirational speeches in history, saying, quote, Gentlemen, I am here contrary to my own wish. I begin to feel myself too old and too weary to go on with active service. The emperor says that I must, and replied to the reasons for declining the post which I gave him by saying my reputation would suffice to end the war, end quote. That being said, when the Duke of Wellington was asked which marshal was the best soldier he faced, he replied, Massena, without hesitation. That's high praise, considering Wellington faced off against Marshals Soult, Victor, Ney, Marmont, Jourdan, and many other French generals. Wellington also mentioned that he never allowed himself to take risks when facing Massena. When facing the other marshals, he was more willing to roll the dice. Getting back to our story, Foix led his brigade in the Battle of Busaco under Massena, but this resulted in another loss for the French, and Foix was wounded once again. However, Foix did receive some good news that year as he was made Baron of the Empire by Napoleon. As the French army pursued the British into Portugal, their advance was blunted by the impregnable lines of Torres Vedras. Massena dispatched General Foix to Paris to give Napoleon an update on the situation. The impatient emperor was only getting updates by gleaning information from British newspapers. The lines of communication from Portugal to France were constantly being harassed by Spanish guerrilla forces and very little information was getting through. Napoleon was so impressed by Foix and his appraisal of the situation that he promoted him to general of division on the spot. Foix returned to Spain to serve under Marshal Marmont, who had replaced Massena as commander-in-chief. Marmont was soon routed by the Duke of Wellington at the Battle of Salamanca. Foix and his troops 
covered the retreat of Marmont's army. During the retreat, Foix suffered a terrible defeat at the Battle of Garcia Hernandez. The pursuing allies broke three French infantry squares, an incredibly rare feat. Out of 4,000 troops, Foix suffered 1,600 killed, wounded, or captured. Later, during the 1813 Battle of Vittoria, in which Wellington defeated Napoleon's brother, King Joseph, Foix was not present. However, he performed well during the invasion of the Pyrenees on the Spanish-French border. He and General Derlon beat the British at the Battle of Maya in July 1813, but fell back into France with Marshal Soult. Foix distinguished himself in the bloody Battle of Ortez, which was another loss for the French army. During the battle, Foix walked behind his frontline units and a shrapnel shell exploded over his head, driving a metal shard into his shoulder. His wounding disheartened his soldiers who began falling back. He was apparently left for dead on the battlefield and was captured by the British. As he was recovering from his wounds, he was deeply touched by the Duke of Wellington, who stopped by to shake his hand and discuss the war. Foix remarked on the Duke in his memoirs, quote, He is slim, of medium build, and has an aquiline nose. His countenance is full of distinction, simplicity, and kindness, end quote. Regarding the British soldiers, Foix stated, quote, The glory of the British Army is based principally upon its excellent discipline and upon the cool and sturdy courage of the people. Indeed, we know of no other troops as well disciplined. End quote. Napoleon abdicated his throne two months later, and Foix served the returning Bourbon King Louis XVIII. But he flocked to Napoleon's banner when the emperor escaped from Elba in 1815. General Foix commanded an infantry division under Marshal Ney at the stalemate Battle of Quatre Bras against the Allies. At the Battle of Waterloo, he supported Prince Jerome's assault on the Hougamont farmhouse. This was a large and well-built country house hidden in a grove of trees. The house was along the front lines of the British Army and faced north along a sunken covered lane along which it could be resupplied by the Allies. Despite Foix's best efforts, the farmhouse was never taken, and the general was wounded for the 15th time. After Napoleon's second and final exile to St. Helena, Foix was put on the inactive list by the Bourbon royals. In 1818, he reconciled with King Louis and his court and became a politician. He was distinguished for his honesty and eloquence within the Chamber of Deputies. He earned the displeasure of the Bourbons in 1819 for his liberal views. He later wrote a memoir on the Peninsula War and died somewhat prematurely of a heart aneurysm in 1825 at age 50. Foix was survived by his wife, Elizabeth Augustine Daniels, who lived till 1868, and his five children.
Looking back at his career, he didn't win many battles, but his men and his opponents respected him greatly, and despite many grievous injuries, Foix always returned to the front to fight another day. Napoleon always appreciated fighting generals like Foix. His integrity, powerful oratories, and military reputation gained him a popular following amongst the French populace and amongst his troops. This is probably why tens of thousands of citizens showed their respect by attending his funeral procession. I'd like to wrap it up at this point. One quick reminder that if you'd like bonus content, please check out patreon.com forward slash generals and Napoleon. I'd also recommend you follow our Spotify page and YouTube page for the Generals and Napoleon podcast. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again.